If you're like many of us, the holiday season might have left you with a bit of extra debt, but the Sharp Mortgage Team is here to help. I recently discovered the incredible work they're doing to help folks consolidate their holiday debt through smart refinancing. They're turning financial stress into financial freedom. Managing debt can be overwhelming, but the Sharp Mortgage Team makes the process a breeze. Their experienced team understands the ins and outs of the mortgage world and is dedicated to finding solutions that work for you. Imagine having one manageable monthly payment instead of juggling multiple bills. The Sharp Mortgage Team can make that a reality. Plus, they're not just about numbers. They genuinely care about your financial well-being. So if you're ready to kick that holiday debt to the curb and start the new year on a financially strong note, reach out to the Sharp Mortgage Team today. Visit their website, sharpmortgageteam.com. That's sharp with an E at the end, sharpmortgageteam.com, or give them a call. Don't miss this chance to take control of your finances in 2024. This is the Triad Podcast Network. We are here for our 15th episode of Top Tier Talk, and we have Coach Jack Mitlin. I get close, right? Semi? Yeah. Mitlin. Yeah. Pretty yeah, good. good. Pretty good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Jack, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Jack has been a member at the gym since, mm, I feel like, June of 2021? 2022? Sorry, June of 2022, because you you moved here about a month before you started med school. Yes. Because you were starting on July 5th, I think, which is my birthday. That was the only reason I remember it. (laughs) (laughs) And... um, yeah, was has been a member here and then transitioned into coaching. I don't know, maybe within the past. I think I started coaching last May. Okay. So it took me about seven a year, eight months, seven eight months, yeah. something like that. So, um, moved here from Minnesota. Minnesota yeah. from from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Moved here from Minnesota and um, yeah. So we're here to get to know you. Better. Yep. All right. So, <laughs> quick overview of yourself: sports, non-sports, okay. activities, hobbies, interest. What got you here to Winston Salem? Just a quick overview, and then we'll delve into those kind of like chapter by chapter. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm from Minnesota. Um, been really enjoying the weather here in Winston Salem because I think it's like negative 26 in Minnesota right now. Um, I did the sport of downhill ski racing my whole life, so I never really played any other sports i think maybe in like sixth grade i did baseball and soccer but basically from ever since i was seven years old to when i graduated high school like ski racing was like my entire life um every summer i got to go train in switzerland um for about a month or so i think about like a 15 year old in europe with no parents it's probably like the funnest thing i've ever done um got to miss like 60 days of school every year in the winter um but then during senior year decided to kind of give that up uh, because i knew i wanted to be a doctor and most skiers what you do if you go professional is you have to take a few years off in between college and i didn't want to wait that long because i already knew that like the doctor route was like an extra 10 years of my life anyways um so i completely gave it up I think I've only been on a few ski trips since, honestly. Um, But I found CrossFit through skiing. So most, I'd say the majority of ski racers use CrossFit. 
um, just for like balance and agility and technical skill, that kind of stuff. Um, but how I initially found it was one kid in my division, like had started the summer and he like won the first three races. And I was like, how the hell are you doing that? It's like, oh, I doing this CrossFit stuff. And so kind of me and all my friends started it the next summer and we all got so much better at skiing too. So it's pretty crazy about how CrossFit can improve more than one area of your life. Uh, then I went to Creighton Med School, uh, or Creighton undergrad in Nebraska. That's where Nebraska. I knew Nebraska yeah. was somewhere. No, yeah. Okay. It's like just south uh, east of Minnesota, right east of Iowa. Small college? Big college? Uh, it's about 1,000 people um, per grade, so 4,000 total. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a good size. Mm-hmm. It was good where, like, I recognized everyone, but I didn't know everyone. Yeah. Um, and then I graduated in 2020 during COVID with an exercise science degree. Uh, and then I took two gap years in Minneapolis before I ended up at Wake Forest Med School, which is the only med school I got into. So we had no choice but to come here. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. So talk through a little bit for um, downhill skiing and what exactly about CrossFit strength conditioning that improved it for you, helped you know balance coordination, strength agility, um, and then choices on being a doctor. So. Oh, and then also, I don't know really anything about downhill skiing in terms of a mm-hmm. sport. So yeah. anything that you can flush out, yeah. like I, when you say missing I mean, 60 you, days of school, I don't know, like what, what are competitions like? What you, you mentioned somebody that was in your division like or category or whatever. Like what is that? So anything that, pretend like I'm a kindergartner and you're explaining. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, there's kind of like multiple levels to ski racing. I think what most people are probably familiar with is like a high school ski team or something like that, something local. Um, I was on a traveling team um, out of Buck Hill, Minnesota, which like, I don't know if you've heard of any like famous skiers, but like Lindsey Vaughn um, that came out of there. Um, Eric Seiler is their head coach, and he's I think he's like 94 years old, and he still is up on the mountain every summer, uh, Mount Hood, at his camp. Um, so I was on their team for, I guess, probably the majority of like my competitive career um so basically my dad would drive me out to colorado like every other week in the winter and we would just like go to races out there because there's really not a ton of i guess activity in minnesota um most of it's out in the rocky mountains uh, or on the uh the east coast so we would have to travel quite a bit for that so as long as i had good grades i had a good relationship with my principal could pretty much leave school whenever I wanted, which was really nice. Um, yeah, I skied for my high school as well. Um, during, have you guys seen alpine ski racing like on TV, like on the Olympics or anything? Go down the hill, you go around the gates. It's pretty fun. It's a little cold. Um, but I was pretty decent at it. I think during my sophomore year, I was ranked in the top 15 in the country. Um, got a nice little deal from Rossignol ski, uh, brand for a few years as well. Um, but in the end, I think I just needed to do something different and knew that I wanted to be a doctor and have a different career outside of professional sports. In terms of, uh, CrossFit, I was like a weakling before I found CrossFit. Like you should see these photos of me. I'm like a pole 
like a, like a, like my thighs are like little cylinders. Um, so I just needed like strength training in general. I didn't really do much before then. Um, but I just fell in love with CrossFit because I was never bored when I went there. Cause before I was doing CrossFit, I would like go to a gym and sit on my phone in between and I would get nothing done. It'd take two hours. And so I really enjoyed actually, uh, the community aspect and having something different outside of ski racing because skiing was basically my my whole life and I would spend every minute of every day with with my ski friends so it was nice to have a different community in Minnesota yes and then you went to um, Creighton 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 mm-hmm. and end up becoming an instructor yeah. coach mm-hmm. so actually my senior year um, of high school I got my CrossFit all one and. My dad was like, we paid $1,000 for this. Like, what are you going to do with that? I'm like, I'm going to get a coaching position one day. And it took me two years. Um, but actually, the summer after my sophomore year at Creighton, I cold emailed um, this gym in downtown Omaha because they had, like, an ad on their Facebook page. And I was like, there's no way that this is going to work out. I've never coached before. I have no experience. They have no idea who I am. And they said yes. Um, so I walked in there, met all of them, and kind of from there, they just – really took me under their wing, taught me everything they knew about coaching. Um, and that was the gym, and those are the friends that I just went to Wadapalooza with, actually, a few days ago. Um, but, yeah, so I coached two years at that gym in Omaha. And then during my two gap years, I coached at two more gyms in the Minneapolis area, uh, two gyms at once. So I would just kind of commute back and forth between them. But pretty full-time. As a full-time personal trainer, I would call myself a personal trainer. Um, but, yeah, coaching probably like 20 classes a week, at least for for one gym. And then I think I filled in like maybe three or four for the other gym every week. So, yeah. And I'm still not sick of it. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever do anything else. Um, what did you like about that gym in Omaha? I came from a did you like that more popular gym in Omaha that I did not like um, because I had a few bad experiences, not personally, but just like witnessed mistreatment of members um, and just things that kind of made me uncomfortable. So I actually quit CrossFit because of that for about six months and just worked out at like Creighton's gym mm-hmm. for a little while. Um, and so... Yeah, in Omaha, there's like only two CrossFit gyms that I know of. One of them is the famous person's gym, which is the one I went to, and then the other one is uh, DTO CrossFit, which is the best gym ever in Nebraska. Um, so, so that you went to which one again? The famous person? I went to CrossFit Omaha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Tovar's gym. Yeah. 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 It was horrible. Um, so that was very different from CrossFit Omaha. CrossFit Omaha is huge. Um, they had like like 300 members, I think, maybe more. And DTO was like very, very small. It's very intimate. Um, I really, really liked the owners. They're just like good people. You can just kind of tell. Um, but other than that, it's just a very, very different environment in terms of, I guess, I guess like the competitive aspect. Like I, at... CrossFit Omaha, the gym I started at, it was, like, very competitive. Um, And they take things very seriously. And I just, like, never – like, I've competed in CrossFit, but I don't 
really take it seriously as if you see me in class, like we're not always going hundred percent. Um, and so for me, DTO CrossFit was the first gym that I got to where they were like, Oh, there's more to this than just like trying to be the best and trying to improve your score in the open and this and that. And so that for me, I think was really eye opening and really nice to see. Um, and I kind of learned what gyms attract me and what gyms I don't have the effort and energy for. This time of year, people like to make plans for what they want to accomplish. Maybe your focus in 2024 is buying, selling, or investing in real estate. Maybe it's purchasing your first home or building wealth for your family. Whatever your goals are, the agents at The Ginther Group can help. It's never too early to begin working with Blake Ginther and his team, who have been a trusted resource to the triad community since 2010. To reach Blake and his team at The Ginther Group, just visit theginthergroup.com or give them a call, 336-283-8689. Well, it's just interesting hearing, you know, I mean, again, I've, I've made it no secret that we are not CrossFit affiliated now. I even say that we, I don't want to say we don't do CrossFit, because again, the definition of CrossFit is kind of like all-encompassing, so they can say that CrossFit is anything. Mm -hmm. um, I don't even like the word anymore, but it changed my life. Like, I would not be here owning a gym if it wasn't for CrossFit. But it's like I'm not gonna pay a, I'm not gonna pay an affiliate fee for this one. I, I don't compete anymore. Like, I don't I don't yeah. care about that. I don't I don't want 90% of my members trying to go. Oh, well, what can I do? How can I improve my score? How can I sacrifice my shoulders or my knees or my back to lift heavier or move faster? And I'm like, well. What was, the, what was the original t stimulus here, but yet we're not – yeah. So it's just interesting for me having come full circle. I remember having that conversation when you first came in. Like we sat in this room um, yeah. and kind of had that conversation. So it's just interesting to me because I have come full circle. Um, yeah. Like what, what is – like now I'm just trying to learn to run again, right? Yeah. <laughs> like um, four knee surgeries. Four knee surgeries, and I just want to be able to run again, not necessarily squat 450 pounds again. That, that's not – Mm -hmm. Not what I want to be able to do. Um, yeah, so it's, it's just interesting to me, like when different people talk about like really good experiences, and then you know some famous people. Some people, you I mean sometimes you can meet famous people and have a great experience with these famous people, and then sometimes yeah. it's like this was a complete letdown from what you portray on either social media oh, or um, at what you know what you want people to see. But then you see these people, and it's like, well, you treated this person like they're like they're scum. Yeah, like one hundred percent. Again, not that I, you know, haven't been mean to people in the past, but gracious, like, mm -hmm. it's just interesting. Yeah, funny story about that, like, because when I went to DTO, of course, like, I heard all the other stuff that was happening at the other gym that I went to, and they just, about a year ago, they built a new building um, that's just, like, massive. It was, like, a multi-million dollar building. And there was a gym down the road from them. And I, I know that the owners went up to the other gym next to where their new brand new building is being built. And they said, Hey, if you ever need to sell any of this equipment, like let us know. Cause if you go out of business, because we're like right here, just like unbelievable. But it's, it's bold. It's a bold yeah, strategy. It's bold. Um, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it was just, I mean, just, yeah. It's, it's interesting. The fitness industry is a very interesting yeah. industry. Yeah. Um, well, that's why I was so excited 
when I got here too, and you kind of said you're like, hey, like if you're looking for something super competitive or like yeah. going to the games, like go down the street. Yeah, go yeah. And yeah. I was like, two miles yes. up the road, two miles I'm up in, the road, I'm, buddy. I'm in the right spot. Yeah. I was like, thank yeah, God. Saying, yeah, thank yeah. God. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I would have lost my mind at a gym like that during med school. So I watched myself physically deteriorate over the past year and a half, but. I feel like you have been, just from an outsider's perspective, like very like disciplined in terms of your consistency. I don't know how you feel about it, but like you were somebody that, despite um, long study, I, you were here all like at all hours of the day throughout the week. I think mm-hmm. making time for yourself outside of school. Would you agree or no? Yeah, I I agree that I that I came here a good amount. Was I putting in effort into like a aerobic workout? No, because <laughs> um, I like one of the reasons I love CrossFit so much is I like being in class. I like being with other people. Um, so most of the time when I come here, it's just like mostly for lifting, or if I want to like listen to music or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's been good for like mental health and stuff. It can be tough at times though, just to like having those two gap years that I did have where I was like crossfitting like four to five hours a day. And like, I went to granite games and this and that, like I remember the first day I got here, like I strict press 185. And then like, I, I think I told, like I remember talking to you about this a few weeks ago. I was like, I can't even push jerk this right now. Um, so that's kind of tough, but, but I think I've gotten better at just realizing that like, I'm just not in that season anymore and that med school and all that stuff just matters more. And, like, it, it can wait. Shifted. Yeah. Yeah. You said pretty early on that you knew you wanted to be a doctor. How did you know that? Um, to be honest, I still don't really know. <laughs> um, I just kind of said it from the get-go and never really looked back. Both my parents were in business. Um, they just kind of talked a lot about how they don't really love it um, and just, like, the replaceability of it. Because um, both of them, I think... When I was really young, like, they both, like, got laid off. And one time my dad was like, yeah, if you go into business, like, like a 21-year-old can just replace you at any time. And because that's, I think, kind of, like, what their experience was like. Um, honestly, I think the reason why I'm in med school right now and becoming doctors is just because I like the challenge. And I get bored extremely easily. Um, I don't want, like, a desk job. Because people are always like, oh, med school and residency is so tough. Like, you're going to work... 80 hours a week and this and that. I love that. Like, I can't wait. Um, even though I look extremely tired all the time. <laughs> like, I get back from Christmas break and Stefan's like, you don't even look rested. Well, I'm like, Stefan, when are you going to accept that it's just how I look? Or maybe I'm just not thrilled to see you. I don't know. <laughs> but. Yeah, keep um, him on his toes too, right? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah, I just, I, I like the challenge and keeps me entertained and keeps me going and I don't know I can't imagine doing anything else so here we are but I don't know I like none of my parents are doctors or family or doctors or anything like that I didn't like have any medical experiences when I was younger or anything um but yeah I just kind of said I'll do that and here we are and do you know what, I mean, you're, 
to put so you're finishing up your second year you just took step one you yeah. start your third year in yeah. march or in the next in february march yeah so we start orientation on february 12th but from what i've heard it's like syllabus week in college so it's like we have to go from nine to one and then the rest of the time is ours from february 12th to march 1st so it should be a fun time mm-hmm. um We've got a few parties planned at my house that I'm hoping we can we can get through with. Um, but yeah, and then we have rotations from March 1st until I think all the way until at least late February or March of 2020. It's gonna be 2025. Wow, fast. Yeah, it's gonna go by fast. Fast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what What do you start on? I'm on internal medicine first, which is the one I wanted. Because it, it's like the most taxing in terms of schedule. Mm-hmm. I was going to be the most rested. So I figured might as well just get the big one out of the way first. It's also the biggest um, rotation. And people say like it's hard, but if you do it first, it makes all the other ones easier. Because mm-hmm. internal medicine basically just covers broad majority of, mm-hmm. of everything. Yeah. So, yeah, and I'm excited. what are you hoping to go into? Um, I don't know if hope is the right word because I don't really know what I want to do and hopefully residencies don't hear this podcast two years from now, but right now I'm set up to go into neurosurgery, uh, based on the research that I'm doing. Um, all my publications are in neurosurgery. Uh, my, um, is it aunt in law? So my cousin, Josh's wife is a neurosurgeon. She just uh, graduated from residency at Mayo back in uh, Minnesota. She loves it. Um, and again, kind of like choosing to be a doctor, I didn't. I have, I have no idea what I'm doing or why I'm going into neurosurgery, to be honest. I just liked the unit and cold emailed this one guy. His name is Dr. Fargin. He's the best. Um, and he emailed me back. And now that I know him like personally, I'm like, wow, you actually emailed me back. I'm like shocked. Um, but I feel extremely lucky to have him as a mentor because um, we are just pumping out publications and papers left and right. And I know that that's not an opportunity that a lot of people have. Um, and it's been a really sweet experience, actually. Like I've I, I'm to the point now where like I know him so well and I know exactly like how things need to be written um, and to the point where I basically am taking all these projects from start to complete finish um, which yeah has been nice but so yeah then people ask me like do I still want to do neurosurgery and I'm I think I'm sure I, I think what I know is that my relationship with this with this doctor and this mentor is again very, very rare. It's like a diamond in a, in a haystack. And so I feel like it's where I'm supposed to be. Like I can't like turn it down. Um, and that is a seven year residency. Yeah. Okay. Which, which is fine. Like <laughs> it, people are, people are like, like all my friends that want to go into orthopedic surgery. They're like, dude, you're going to do a seven year residency. I'm like, yours is five. What's two more? Like, and then they do a fellowship at six. So I think that's a dumb excuse. Like if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. I think if I do something else besides neurosurgery, it won't be surgery at all. 
it'll be something completely different. I've talked about like doing emergency med and moving to Chicago where all my friends are and working in their hospital. Um, but my sister's an emergency med or emergency. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Emergency med. Sorry. I don't speak that language. Hmm. She works. She works in the emergency room. Yeah. Hectic place. Yes. Yes. That's where Garrett's starting. Or his, his first rotation is ER. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. <laughs> That'll be fun. For him. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> we'll have to have Gary on here so people can understand why mm -hmm. we're kind of laughing. But is there a certain aspect to neurosurgery that you're like, that is what I, I want to be it in? It's the challenge. Okay. I've never met this part of Jack, though. The challenge. I need yeah, something to challenge yeah. me. Um, because it's, it's yeah. one of the more, like, challenging. Um, yeah, it's... It's it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. um, I always say that I'm like in it to change the game. Um, but yeah, there's honestly some days where I'm unsure if I have like the personality for it. Because, you know, the stereotype is like, oh, I never met a nice neurosurgeon. I'm like, oh, well, I'm in it to change the game. Um, <laughs> but what? Yeah. What is this? What is the stereotype? The, the stereotype, as far as I know, is that neurosurgeons tend to be all about their work have a lot less time for family um just you know like those people that are like super smart and just kind of like not they don't have trouble communicating but they just are, like aren't interested yeah in yeah, they can, yeah they're just like so obs obsessed with like what they have in front of them mm -hmm. um it's kind of the the stereotype that i think goes around but in terms of the people that i met at wake forest that is not the case. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It is it is the challenge. Because then also I, like, told my – or I called my parents, and I think this was back in May when I was really stressed out. I'm like, you know what? I don't know if I want to do neurosurgery. So I proposed the plan to do emergency medicine and move to Chicago and live with all my best friends. My dad was like, wow, this is so exciting, blah, blah, blah. And then the next day he calls me. He's like, so you're giving up or <laughs> – I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Perks of being an only child. Oh, uh, yes, you're an okay, only child. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then I presented a research poster on neurosurgery, and my dad put it on his Facebook. He's like, my future neurosurgeon. <laughs> I'm like, whose dream is this? <laughs> Who's living vicariously through? Yeah. He's, he's like, don't worry. Everyone will forget about it in two years if you don't shoot that. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Well, grandma will never forget, but it's fine. It's time to get serious about your financial future. It's never too early, but it could be too late to get started. And that's oftentimes the hardest part, getting started. How much do I save? Where do I invest? Do I save for college or retirement? How much for each? And who do I talk to about it all? Okay, we'll keep things simple for now and help you answer the last one. We recommend you begin with a local financial advisor. And that's Jennifer Johnson of Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. She'll sit down with you for a complimentary introductory consultation and go over all of your questions. Get started on the path to achieving your financial goals. Visit 3magnoliasfinancialadvisors.com or call 336-701-1600. Get comfortable with your financial future. 3 Magnolias Financial Advisors. Retirement, financial planning, 
and investments. Securities offered through Satara Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. Three Magnolias Financial Advisors and Satara Advisor Networks are not affiliated. Satara is under separate ownership from any other named entity. But. So when you think about the next, you're halfway, basically halfway through your um, med school. When you think about the next two years, mm-hmm. what are you hoping to see happen? And fitness wise, goal like just lifestyle balance. If there, if, if that can even happen in your. Did you drink eight cups of water this past year or day? Most no. days. No, no, it's okay. Me neither. Well, that but was on the goal board. Last I know. Year. I didn't make any of my goals. <laughs> me neither. Hey, we didn't. <laughs> me neither. I almost had. There was one with Stefan too. Yeah, I almost had Stefan because I just wanted to beat him in one workout when we were both hungover, but I never made it here for that. <laughs> but um, I had like I have one glass of water the second I wake up now, and then I try and get another one in before I leave my bedroom or my bathroom. So it's two. It's not eight, but it's something. And that's early in the morning. So yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um. Goals? I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like I can plan and say that yeah, I want to work out and and this and that and and I feel like my life has just been a roller coaster of that the past year and a half of like oh like the grass will be greener on the other side like in five days when I finish this this project or when I ace this test and in reality that's just I don't think that's how I'm built and it's just not going to happen. So I would say. My goal for the next year and a half is to just do my best, but I mean, I'm obsessed with school is what it is, and um, that will come first. And goal is to get as many publications as possible mm-hmm. and to get a good step two score. Mm-hmm. Those, those two things are my number one priority. And being a good coach when I'm coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, everything will kind of take a back seat for that no matter how I feel because you only do this once. Mm-hmm. So, so I would say that you only do this whole trip once. This whole thing called life, you only do it once. Yeah. And like, so you talk about, you know, the things that matter and like for me, like ever since 2020, it's been my daughter, right? Like the knee surgeries doesn't matter. Forget squatting. Like what, what, what am I going to bring to Cala? Like she doesn't, she does not give, here it is. She don't give a flying fuck if I can squat 405. Doesn't care. See, I did good. I did good today. I did good. She just cares if I care about playing Uno with her or going to the park and trying to race her climbing up the slide. You know, and I've been there where, like, I've worked out so hard where it's like, man, sweetheart, daddy's going to sit on the park bench and, like, contemplate, like, how I'm going to get up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, now it's like, I mean, I might do that once a week. But other than that, like, yeah, let's race up the slide. Yeah, let's play Uno. Let's, let's you know, play fight on the bed, whatever it is. Maybe one day I'll be able to sprint because right now she runs circles around me, but it's okay. I run like an old man um, working on that. But it's like, yeah, yeah. I, I like hearing like you have this focus and it's like, yeah, I have these goals. And I, I mean, every year almost I don't ever meet my goal because something happens and it's like, okay, well, those goals are now like obsolete. Like it's not happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but what did happen is like my, I played with my daughter a lot. I read yeah. to my daughter a lot. You know, I took my daughter to lunch every Thursday because, like, that was the priority. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just, yeah, just focus on that. And it's like, at the end of the day, if you're happy with that, man, then then, then roll with that. But, I, yeah. Yeah. 
I do think it's good to drink two glasses of water in the morning. It's probably a good thing. Thank you. I feel very good about myself <laughs> for doing that. Sometimes I'll even get like a blender bottle of like greens in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's a really good day. Have you liked Winston-Salem? I feel like it's very different than Minnesota and uh, Omaha. Yeah. I'm honestly not someone who's very like particular about where they live. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoy Winston for, I mean... For what it is, um, it's very similar to Omaha in terms of feel um, and size. Um, I personally am a fan of like smaller towns. Um, I hate driving in cities, for one, which uh, the driving here is really nice. Um, the weather here is really nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I have no complaints. I'm I'm unsure how I would feel though if I like. Like, I got lucky because I moved here and I instantly had, like, 150 other people my age who didn't know anyone. And that kind of is a very easy way to make friends. Um, so I'm kind of wondering how I'd f- I would feel about Winston if that wasn't the case and I just moved here for, like, a different job or mm-hmm. something like that. Without the, like, already built network. Yeah. 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 But that was one of the reasons why I really wanted to come to a medical school like Wake. Um, the only other school that I had a chance of getting into was Minnesota. I think most people have like a pretty good chance of getting into, into their state school. But the thing about Minnesota is, is or state schools in general is about ninety percent of the students that go there are from that state, and so like their lives are like already established and they have their people there, and it would very much just be like a oh everyone already has their friends and. I don't, I don't know, like not, like you're missing so much of an experience, I think, by going somewhere. So I think I was so excited that I got into Wake Forest because nobody knows anyone. Mm-hmm. And so we're all just kind of forced to like hang out together and meet people and try different things and explore the town because none of us really know like what the it spot is or this or that. And so... What have yeah. you found to be your? If you're not doing working on publications and you're not working out and you're not studying, what are you doing? Well, now, like throwing parties or having people at my house is my number one favorite thing because I love to have people over. Like I love having. You friends like to over. host? Yes, love to host because I just I like playing drinking games on my pong table and being on the ox cord and drinking free liquor. That I don't have to pay for. And I was really pissed because I lived in Winston Factory Lofts for the first year. And Colton and I threw a party, I think, like, the first week of school. And we got this, like, massive noise complaint. We fit, like, 53 people in there. And the cop on the way out was, like, counting. He's like, one, two, three. He's like, I cannot believe you fit that many people in there. I'm like, this is just the beginning. <laughs> and... <laughs> And then so I we tried to throw a few more and then like we actually got in trouble so yeah I was excited excited to get out of there yeah no our house is soundproof like Mm -hmm. we've test like we've blasted the music up as high as it goes and then we walk outside and no one can hear anything um yeah our neighbors are really nice we have really good relationship with them we text them though whenever we're having a party Mm -hmm. but yeah I just love hanging out at my house with people that I enjoy and I don't need to go to a fun bar or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. I feel like my experience at Win- in Winston has gotten substantially better now that I like live in Ardmore and um, have a house. And, like, uh, Winston Factory lost my first time in an apartment. Mm-hmm. I hated it. Mm-hmm. Like, I lived on the fifth floor. It was like such a pain in the ass to get groceries. Like, mm-hmm. 
Not that I'm like lazy, but like my DoorDash is right here instead. So it's nice living back in a house because during my two gap years, I lived in a house with five guys. And then my two years at Creighton off campus was in a house with five guys. And so being in an apartment was just with one person was just like weird Mm -hmm. to me. No, you live with five people now? Uh, I live with two other people. Okay, two. So. Which is actually the right number for med school, I feel like. Any more than that would be probably too much. But, yeah, and I love them both to death. We get along really well, and um, they're definitely, like, my best friends at at school, so. That's awesome. Yeah. So in that house, you'll be able to continue renting, hopefully, for the so next? So, actually, my, one of my roommates, Reed, his parents uh, bought it. Oh, so... So my only job is to not ruin anything before they try and probably sell it when we leave. Yeah. So. Okay. That's yeah. That's awesome. That's nice that you're not going to have to move in the next two years. Yeah. So, yeah. And you're close to the hospital. Yeah. It's like two blocks from the hospital too, which is nice. You'd be spending a lot of time there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Don't make me think about it. Any other questions, Ben? Um, I think I'm all questioned out. <laughs> Well, thank you, Jack. We appreciate you as a member. We appreciate yeah. you as a coach. Um, always supporting what we're trying to do here. Thank you for supporting me. Seriously. I know Garrett and I like really, really appreciate it. And we talk about you guys a lot, how supportive you are as gym owners and things like that. So Happy to be here for you. Continue the trend from 2023 into 2024, hopefully. Continue just trying to rack up good years. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jack. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode on the Triad Podcast Network. Our mission is simple. Provide information, advice, and stories about the people and places that make the North Carolina Triad such a great place to be. You can find us by searching Triad Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever you like to listen. If you like what you heard and want to support the show and those that contribute, we would truly appreciate a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. It helps spread the word along, as do your shares on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Triad Podcast. To get in touch with us, simply email info at triadpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. This is the Triad Podcast Network.